good afternoon. It is the 20th of July in the year of our Lord 2021 and it's just gone noon here in the UK and a very 30 degrees here in the southwest of the UK, Devon. Very hot, very sticky and a little miniature Dachshund that's losing his mind with the heat. I've actually had to clip him. We're here with the good life. Um, things aren't so good here in the UK at the moment after yesterday Boris announcing mandatory uh, proof of double vaccinations for nightclubs and pubs and any gathering where there's a lot of people. Um, I'm sure Clive DeCarl and I are going to touch on that, but can I just remind everyone for it to be mandatory, they need your consent. It is not a law. It's a guidance, advisory, mandatory. They can't do anything. So later on today, I'm going to be talking to somebody within the UK entertainment industry, the DJ Slipmat. Um, he is going to be coming on and making a plea to club owners and promoters that they do not abide by these. I've, I'm sure there's somewhere down there that it's illegal. They cannot force. They cannot force these people on it. You've just got to say no. People have just got to wake up to be aware of their rights. But before I do that interview, I'm here with the lovely, as always, wise Clive DeCarl. Hello. Hello, Lou. Nice to be with you again. How are you? Have you melted yet? Uh, no, I'm fine. Thank you. Are you? Oh, that's good. You see, it's a diff very much. A di I love, I can really stand the heat, Clive. I really can. Uh, in India, basking in 40 degrees, no problem. This is such a different heat to even like on the continent in Spain. The heat here is just so different. And uh, as I say, it's sort of like coming up to 30 degrees here down in Devon. So I'm not coping with it very well. Neither is my dog, but it's good to hear that you are. Um, I'm just lucky that my house is old fashioned. It's a little cottage. And as such, it's not very warm in the winter, but it's relatively cool in the summer. Oh, lovely. So today I thought we should touch it's it's a it's a it's a big sort of like touchy subject to talk about um it's autism let's talk about it you know how do, how does how do people become how how are people born you know are they born autistic how why does that happen or uh, is it something the parents aren't doing right or let let's talk about it what what's autism clive in your opinion Autism is toxic poisoning. Okay. Uh, when when I was young, I wasn't aware of anybody being autistic. And, uh, you know, I had a childhood and uh, there were always people who had sort of uh, mental capacity difficulties and people who had physical ailments. But autism really appeared, uh, I think, probably mainly in the 80s, perhaps, uh, in conjunction with... Uh, the toxins that went into the world at that point from the chemical and pharmaceutical industries in particular. And, you know, one of the problems arose, let's say a baby was born with autism, right? They haven't been vaccinated, no, they've been injected with anything, they were born that way. Well, then one might assume that the mother was toxically poisoned, that she passed the toxic poisons uh, through the blood uh, to the baby. So then there is the massive quantity of children who've been damaged 
according to their parents and so forth, by the toxins in, in the injections that they'd received and the numbers of injections of different dangerous materials has been growing pretty much every year. It's frightening how, how young a child is when they first inject them with something. It's on day one. Uh, they start putting things in the baby's eyes, which are unnecessary. They start uh, with a vitamin K injection. They uh, feel it's necessary to give a hepatitis injection to a newborn baby, even though the risks are mainly for drug addicts and prostitutes. The, uh, the terrible things that are done to children by way of foodstuffs as well. I mean, many women, probably because they haven't been eating well enough through poverty, perhaps, uh, some, for various reasons, aren't able to breastfeed, then what they're often doing is giving a powdered uh, a milk that they may have bought in the supermarket, for example. Now, uh, I looked a while ago, some years ago, at the contents of uh, kitten and puppy milk powder as opposed to human milk powder, and it turns out that there are, there are in some cases, less nutrients in the human one than the dog one, and you look at the ingredients and the ingredients that you might recognize like vitamin C or zinc or you know the, the sort of actual just basic materials of life what vitamins and minerals are you giving here in this milk it is not complete and some people are giving their uh, babies soya milk for example which that, that's not milk it's a plant liquid plant juice you know the we're we're made of flesh and we're meant to be fed a mixture of vegetables and flesh products you know i'm talking meat here you know historically to have a healthy baby um eggs would be a very very popular uh thing to give somebody who's pregnant you know liver might be a very very popular thing it doesn't matter where in the world you are there are tra traditions as to how you prepare father and mother for impending childbirth and unfortunately, these days, father and mother have not been prepared. They haven't been eating any special foods, maybe. Perhaps they've been eating really rather poisonous foods. And the chemicals in there, the preservatives, the pesticides, the herbicides, the fungicides, what, larvicides, whatever, whatever it may be, those chemicals will have residues in the food and it can lead to toxic poisoning, you know, particularly with toxic metals. And that can lead to brain damage and uh, autism. Right. Okay, so, <laughs> where, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I don't, I don't remember, you know, I mean, that we, we've, we've known about um, elder, the, you know, uh, women who are getting pregnant later in life, there is a, there can be a risk of, of Down syndrome. Um, we, we, I mean, I never heard of autism when I was when I was younger at school. I don't ever uh, heard. I mean, we used to we used to hear about the mentally handicapped or mentally disabled and the physically disabled, but we never there was never a brand name for it, such as autism. Um, so, one way or another, whether it's through the mother not eating correctly and being toxically poisoned. Uh, or the chance of vaccinations. I mean, is there any other ways, sort of like 
a hereditary could there be mix up in um people's genes and their makeup that that's why um that's why the children or would you say specific autism is really just down to toxicity yes autism didn't exist you know the symptoms of autistic children autistic adults now uh there are huge commonalities it's very easy to spot somebody who's autistic these days if you've been in contact with autistic children particularly the ones who've been seriously damaged you'll know what their behavior is like and uh, so no it didn't exist before this is a new thing and the numbers are frightening the projections forward if the rise in autistic children continues uh, i remember one medical doctor who worked for the nih the most senior medical system in the states he said well it won't be long before everybody is in bed looking after the person in the bed next to them. Yeah, Clive, wow. So, so say you've had to, uh, I mean, how do they, for one, diagnose autism? If you've got, because I know a friend of mine, I mean, personally, and she, she still believes it to this day, you know, her son was fine. There was some of the problems with, after the vaccine, he did change um he was struggling very much at school with his concentration i mean a lot of it is just normal school. i mean who who wants to be sitting at school you know who wants to be sitting there listening to some boring teacher you know by the sounds of it it was just more you know a normal normal childhood thing but you know if, if a kid's sort of like a bit over over excitable then they're classed as adhd i mean all of that as well that was never ever a thing we never said oh he's got adhd he's got you know none of that it was just normal you know being a kid you know oh it might be too many e numbers that one my mum said always oh, been a bit hyperactive but there was nothing you know again another made-up thing adhd so not only are people brain damaged from toxic poisoning but they have parasite infections incredibly often you ask a mother of a uh, autistic child, do you ever see worms in the stools, you know, when they go to the toilet? And uh, many will say, oh, yes. You know, there, there are many problems that happen once you have toxic metal poisoning and toxic chemical poisoning. There are things that happen like parasites. But there is uh, good news in that many thousands of autistic children are no longer autistic. And uh, it's not to say that it's easy. It's not to say that it's not hard work for all concerned. But the earlier those toxins are removed, the better. Let me give you an example. Let's say that there was thimerosal, very commonly used preservative. Uh, when I was in ophthalmic optics uh, 40 years ago, thimerosal is what they used to put in contact lens fluids. Is it not mercury? It's got mercury in, yeah, thimerosal has mercury in. Okay. So um, people have been putting mercury in the eyes, but that seems to have been all right. I, I'm not aware of mercury damage in the, in the eyes. Uh, Maybe there, but I'm not aware of it. But um, as far as injecting thimerosal, injecting mercury, so let's say somebody's got another, they've eaten a lot of tuna, got a lot of mercury in from the sea. Uh, let's say they've got a, had a metal filling at one point, mercury. So and you brush your teeth, and a tiny, one little sort of atom of mercury comes off and uh, it will 
go to the first human cell it finds and destroy it. It will go to the next human cell it finds and destroy it. And, you know, maybe in 2000 years or something, that mercury atom might have burnt itself out. But for our lifetime, it's going to just carry on doing its job. So getting the mercury out or converting it into a safer form. Um, you know, the thing is that, let's say you've got mercury and you eat uh, meat. Now, uh, meat has, can have methyl um, cobalamin in it from uh, B12, can be methyl cobalamin, and that reacts with mercury to make methyl mercury, which is a way more dangerous form than regular mercury. It, it's toxic poisoning is responsible for madness. You know, think of the mad as a hatter from Alice in Wonderland. They used to polish um, their top hats with mercury and became mad as hatters. Um, so they're injecting madness into children and adults, of course. Yeah, yeah. And and shudders to think what what else at the moment. But anyway, that's another that's another story for another day. Um, okay, so what can be done, Clive? What can parents do? What can we do? Can this autism be cured? Well, um... can people get better? Can they can they get these heavy metals out of them? And um, can expectant mothers start doing something now to ensure this like doesn't happen? Well, quite. So, uh, a lot of questions there. Sorry. Uh, all right. no, uh, they're all good questions. So, uh, the point is to get educated right away. Now, there are some luminaries in the autism field. Uh, one of them is an organisation called Autism One. Autism O-N-E. Autism One. Now, the stars of reversing autism have all spoken there over the years it's conference and yes you may not be able to find it on youtube maybe you will people will put things back up again even if they've been censored so i would recommend you start off with watching uh kerry rivera k-e-r-r-i rivera r-i-v-e-r-a and andreas kalka andreas kalka c-a-l C-K-E-R, maybe, I can't remember, Calca, and uh, see the work that they've done, the studies that they've done, the thousands of people who are no longer autistic, and you'll understand why they have been banned and censored all over the place. Um, I've currently got strikes, uh, two, two strikes or warnings on my YouTube channel. One of them, no, both of them are about, about Kerry Rivera where I interviewed her uh, because she was working with GC Math back in the day. Oh. She, she was working with uh, the very first doctor who got murdered, um, Dr. Jeffrey Bradstreet. You know, she, uh, she had to flee the country at one point. And uh, anyway, so everybody needs to know about Autism One, Kerry Rivera and Andreas Kalka and the CD protocol, the CD protocol. Okay. Um, that is massive. In itself, just that knowledge, the CD protocol, Andreas Kalka, Kerry Rivera together. So the sort of things they talk about is how to get rid of the parasites, the order of play. What do you do first? Are you trying to get rid of the parasites first? Are you trying to get rid of the toxins? Are you trying to, what are you trying to do? So 
you know, one way to start is to make sure that the bowels and all the excretion mechanisms are working properly. Because if you're going to start shifting parasites or heavy metals, toxic metals, you want to make sure that the liver, the kidneys, the bowels are all ready for it, right? Right. And so the, I don't want to go into a, a protocol detail here, but I can tell you the generalities of how to figure this stuff out. So the first thing is to clean up the diet, right? Absolutely crucial because poison in, poison out. So every autistic child, well, every human being, every animal for that matter, should be fed natural, seasonal, real, unpoisoned, old variety, grown in good soil, with healthy water, uh, without chemicals, food, right? Which yeah. you don't generally find in supermarkets. Rarely, rarely do you find that quality of food in supermarkets. So we've got to come to, to terms with the fact that we're either poisoning our children or we're giving them nutrition. We do, you know, there's, there's mm. a zero line where, it, where it's just nothing, but yeah. it's either knocking you down or building you up. Yeah. So if we, want to, we want to fix your child and make sure that you give birth to a healthy child, stop poisoning yourself and start looking at what your ancestors did. Because what your ancestors did if they wanted to get pregnant and all prior to childbirth was to eat the foods that were good for the child. Fat, cream, natural animal products were absolute favorites. They were careful not to eat too much green leafy ve vegetables because of the oxalates, but they needed uh, all the vegetable fruit varieties, you know, in season to make sure that, uh, you know, because we are a mixture of everything. Ideally, you know, if you think about when people were in the forest, they would have had the mushroom season and the nut season and the berry season. They would have, you know, in with the seasons, eat gorged themselves at this time of year where the wild strawberries are out and there's lots of berries out there so if if i was advising somebody what what would be a good thing to eat right now this time of year you know july well berries would be really good because you know in, in my garden i've got loads of berries what are the best berries would you say the healthiest berries um the, the old variety ones i've got some strawberries for instance who've got big long hulls in the old days Strawberries had big long hulls, grapes had big pips in, everything was a bit different. Now things yeah. have been bred to be faster and bigger and quicker and stuff. And if you can find old varieties and plant them, that's what you ideally want. But all the berries are great, but all of them, doesn't matter what they are. You know, blackberries, bilberries, blueberries, gooseberries, raspberries. You know, there are anti-cancer properties in loads of the berries. Yeah. The berries are fantastic and they're the least sweet of all the fruit berries are my favorite i think of fruit berries like blackberries oh blackberries strawberries raspberries um the goji berries gorgeous as well and you can grow goji berries easily in england right can but, you really yeah they're a bit sparse on the bush but they'll grow fine here oh, okay we'll have to have a look at that and then obviously i mean it, literally the blackberries you just don't just go for a little walk and you can fill your buckets They'll all be starting to, they'll all be out soon, won't they? Very soon. Well, about a month's time, the, the old blackberries, but. Well, you know, I, I love free food. I'm really into foraging. It's one of the reasons I like living deep in the countryside, that there is free food out there if you know where to look. Mm. And some of it's delicious too. Right, we're digressing because I wouldn't mind doing a show on foraging and stuff like that. But, um, okay, so to 
to do a detox of this heavy metals. Uh, you said about cleaning up the diet, start going back to eating what, again, you know, that it seems to be a message of, uh, you know, all the time. You know, let's get back to eating food like our ancestors did. They didn't have the supermarkets. You know, I mean, I remember there was nothing better than, you know, you used to go out on shopping and you used to have to go. I used to go with my aunt and I used to hate the fish mangoes, the stench. But we used to go to the greengrocers for the veg, the fruit and veg, pop into the pop into the fishmongers, pop into the butchers, you know, and you'd have this thing. that And, you know, and then you'd pop into your kind of nine to five local for maybe a tins of soup and what have you. You know, there was no gigantic superstores anymore. And there used to be, back in the day, there was quite a bit of a hoo-ha and I never saw what the big fuss was about, really. But I understand now, you know, what's going to happen to your little local shops and what has happened. There aren't any. There's none left. There was no such thing back then, you know, and I'm I'm not that old. <laughs> you know, that we didn't have, like... Um, I've just totally lost my same thought then. Um, we had the green grocers and... We had, I don't know, I've completely uh, Let me tell you what, what the big answer here is. Go on. You see, the butcher and the vegetable seller knew all the local farmers around the area because yes. they'd been working with them for hundreds of years, maybe thousands of years. And they knew that old Bill over there, oh, I wouldn't buy his beef because, you know, I know what he, you know, but uh, Joe over there or Betty over there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so that's been broken. So no longer... Does the farmer know where his produce comes from? Because if he knew that Joe the farmer was injecting growth hormones uh, into Percy the pig, you know, Bill the butcher might not be happy. And, no. But now that's gone. And they can be injecting uh, anything they like into the animals, feeding them total crap, and nobody's got any clue anymore. We have to go back to local. The answer to be living without government which nobody needs nobody needs to be taxed for on their labor that's slavery uh we need to go back to being local now i'm not saying that's easy a transition back to local but it would be sensible if we all had a, a local butcher a local fishmonger and and they could report video we got videos i went to the farm the other day to pick up uh, the sides of beef and look how wonderful it is they've planted uh you know th this is what the animals are, are eating i mean you, know, you ask any child, not you know, autistic or not, ask them what do cows eat, and the answer will be grass. Wrong answer. Cows eat meadows, pastures, should be wildflowers and mushrooms. There should be uh, trees, because um, a healthy cow loves uh, the leaves of uh, trees, you know, the shrubs. A field of grass, that's better than nothing, but... Most cows are in factories where they don't know what grass is and they're fed soya or corn or whatever this shit of the day is. And then they're given antibiotics to fatten them up. And it is a disaster. And those, so if you're feeding your child meat that's not organic, not biodynamic, whatever it takes, the chances are that they'll be getting more toxic metals from the antibiotics and so on that they've given the animals let alone what else they've been injecting them with mm. we've got a, and then there's the water supply are you poisoning your child every time they take a shower or a bath are you cooking in water that hasn't been filtered are you drinking water that hasn't been filtered because 
there are poisons in the water every round through the sewage works and the birth control pills get stronger and stronger because they can't filter them out the antibiotics all those toxic metals they can't filter that stuff out of the sewage works so if you're unlucky enough to be drinking recycled sewage oh boy do you want a big big filter Bloody hell, Clive. I mean, that's what I was going to say before I lost my train of thought. We didn't have any such thing. That Everything was organic, wasn't it? Like, there was no specific aisle just for the organic foods. Well, that was a long time ago. You know, they started messing with the food system as far back as I can tell. 1851 is when it really started. Oh, bloody hell. That's when the doctors keeping records in the city of Boston in the States uh, recorded, like, the first uh, heart, heart problem. They hadn't had, or they'd only had three or so. I can't remember. There was cancer and heart attacks. There was one, they'd never had it in 1850, but by 1851, they had three and one or something like that. And that was when cottonseed oil came in. We know now that's poisonous, but they said it was good for cooking in, better than butter or lard or the natural products we were using prior. And they started poisoning people. So the oil industry, all those seed oils, unless they're cold pressed, you know, at home, fresh, they're all rancid and poisoned, you know, all the bottles. So we, we, we have to wake up. And I can run through, if you like, a list of foods that we generally eat and how to know what a good alternative is. You want me to run through? Yeah, this? absolutely. Okay, so uh, people are drinking milk, okay? And often it's pasteurized. Sometimes it's homogenized. Sometimes it's reduced fat, right? And they're made in commercial dairies, generally. Now, what's wrong with that is everything, right? What, what, what our ancestors would have drunk would have been whole, not with the fat taken off, because the cream is the best bit. Oh, yeah. You know, the cream means the best, by definition. So they would have had whole, raw milk from pasture-fed cows, right? So that, that's that one. The next one is, like, yoghurt, right? Uh, commercial yogurt is generally speaking dead. Our ancestors would have made homemade yogurt dead easy to make from raw whole milk. Now you can't buy raw whole milk in the shops, but you can get it delivered. Okay, I know it's expensive, and I I, I understand this part. Now people eat um, meats from the deli counter. Those are super poisonous because of all the preservatives and so on they put in. Now our ancestors would have taken a leg of pork or something and and hung it up uh, in the cellar to get you through a cold winter, or they would have salted it, or in some other cultures, they might have put meat or fish um, into salt water to pickle. You know, all our ancestors had ways to get us through the winter. Then, um, any of the sort of meat products we're talking about, it's all, and, and you, know, you either love your chickens, you know, I used to keep chickens for years and years, and ducks, and uh, I had lots of animals, and we loved our animals. It, you know, they were they were part of the family, you might say, and uh, they were fed. Uh, in some cases, one one might say better than better. You know, they were fed really well because we loved our animals. Obviously, yeah. like you love your da your dog. <laughs> My dachshund, yeah. It, uh, uh, you, you want to feed it something good, right? Yeah, of course. And so, you know, let's say somebody wanted hamburgers. Well. They wouldn't go to a fast food joint. They just would have made them themselves from the best meat they could find from the butcher that they know. 
from the farmer that they probably visit. And, but they'd mince up their beef, wouldn't they? That old thing. I can remember doing that with my great aunt. She'd get a bit of steak or whatever it was and we'd mince it all up. And then she would make like little patty burgers and stuff. And she, oh, God, they were delicious. Well, actually. It, so much better. And we might have done it on a charcoal grill, which would have made it taste really fabulous. You, know, you don't want to burn it, but a bit smoked, what I like. Uh, then people are using salad dressings, right? Our ancestors would have made up a salad dressing from herbs and stuff from the garden. They might have ground some sunflower seeds to make some oil for a condition or whatever it was. But you could have eaten it on your salad dressing or put it on your head, right? Because it would have been that natural. So commercial salad dressings, they're using this new type of poisonous oils like sunflower oil or whatever, if it's made in a factory and made rancid. And we are damaging our arteries. We're damaging our brain by eating commercial oils. And so to make your own mayonnaise, once you know how to do it with ingredients that are natural, not pressed with a 20 ton ram press at high temperatures, um, you know, chips, French fries. I love French fries, but you go to an old fashioned chip shop up in the north of England and there are a few which say proudly cooked in lard. You know, they've done it the old way that our ancestors would if they wanted fried potatoes 100 years ago or fried whatever it was they were eating back then. Um, they would have done it in animal fats. That was the only way, actually. And um, so you can do that at home. Homemade chips taste fantastic. I'm a chip fiend. I, I hold my hands up and yes, we've been doing, I got a little, I got an air fryer, this little air fryer and I've been using a tiny bit of lard in it, been boiling the potatoes up and we've been making and boy, are they delicious. Well, you know, a lot of vegans will be clutching their heads in horror, but the, the vegans need to realise that one cow can graze on whatever it is, one acre and feed one person for one year, roughly, whereas you plough the soil to grow the veg and hundreds of thousands of soil like life in the soil consciousnesses in the soil are now dead one cow and a few insects it might accidentally eat along along with the pasture versus destroying the soil by plowing it at all so yeah. you know. and in the long run the soil's going to be to get to, you know it's going to get it's going to damage the cow anyway because of the damage of the soil so yeah. i mean the most crucial lesson i think is to see what what happened with wheat when i was young they harvested the wheat and burnt the burnt the stubble to the ground. So they burnt all all the, the, the waste and all the minerals which aren't damaged by heat went back into the ground. Every year it was re the minerals were recycled over and over and over forever. Then the EU banned burning stubble, and now with every harvest the minerals are taken away and dumped somewhere, taken away and dumped somewhere, taken away and dumped somewhere. People don't realise that every year, just like the water in the taps is getting worse, the minerals in the fields are deteriorating rapidly to, to a point of uh, people are so starving, so malnourished, so in a state of starvation that they're eating way more than they want to. So they're eating this cheap, empty food, putting on weight, not because uh, they're greedy or anything like that, but they're hoping to get some nutrition out of empty food. Yeah, that's true. I remember when you I said to you, I'm losing so, I'm put on so much weight. I'm just going to go back to eating water crackers. And you're like, well, that's empty food. 
that's exactly that was exactly it so get your fruit and veg in you well, so, it, so i mean if you want to stop uh want to reverse the autism you know by making in, incredibly cheap choices like don't use table salt use uh, old-fashioned celtic salt don't use uh bread that comes in a packet either make your own from old varieties of wheat but you know the modern everything that you're feeding an autistic child you, you need to remember everything needs to be the healthiest thing you could possibly what what do you make a healthy brain with let's feed our kid with that yeah absolutely clive absolutely so what about you see adding things like zeolite and you mentioned um you mentioned uh parasites and we've done it before like diatonaceous earth zeolite these volcan you know these ashes um what do you say about those clive can they well, help um uh yes again it's it's getting the timing right you know if if you want to if you're serious about uh trying to reverse autism then uh understanding this on a deeper level than i than i can explain right now is super important but i've i've been using zeolite for 15 years not that i've used it recently but i did discover that the liquid zeolite and like everything they vary in quality liquid zeolite is way easier to use because your child doesn't want to drink pow powdered volcanic rock they just... well it looks like cat litter well, yeah, actually so, yeah. it's it's that bad you know and that's so, what used to so put me off version right you don't need the powdered version you can get a liquid extract where they literally bind oh. it down to like nano size right and, uh i've uh known people who've had dramatic detox from that Okay. And a dramatic detox may or may not be what you want, right? So you you too much detox can be feel unpleasant, right? So if you're getting toxins out of your body and into the bloodstream, or you know they're, they're going to be expelled what through the breath, through the skin, sweating, you know, shitting, peeing, one way or another they're going to come out. So as they come out of their sort of hiding places, if if you like, uh, like the brain. Um, you don't want to detox too fast. This is why uh, knowing what you're doing is so important. You want to detox at the right speed at the right time. You don't want your child to say, well, I'm not doing that again because that was unpleasant. You know, So uh, zeolite's a great example of something where there are two versions and one the child's never going to comply with and the other is dead easy, but you just uh, take it nice and slowly, know what you're doing. Luckily, I mean, Kerry Rivera's got a book called reversing the symptoms uh, known as autism you won't find it on amazon or google uh, because right. they deleted her several years back um so but, where uh, would we find her um kerryrivera.com kerryrivera.com that's definitely one to uh, one to remember have you interviewed her before i've done interviews with her over the last 10 years or so oh good some of them are still up on uh, YouTube, maybe. No, I'm not, I'm not sure. But they are on Brand YouTube and Odyssey and one, one or two. And others. the Secret Health Club. And the Secret Health Club, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant. That's that's absolutely fantastic information, Clive. It really is. Um, now, you've been... Uh, you were on... Uh, I've had Mark Bajerski many moons ago came on the show. Uh, I got a message from him last uh, this morning to say it was fabulous talk. Absolutely loved you. Exactly um, what I'm going to do, which is totally relevant to this, 
Um, I am reading a book currently called The Nourishing Traditions Book of Baby and Child Care by uh -oh. Sally Fallon Morell and Thomas Cowan. Now, this is the best book. The Nourishing Traditions Book of Baby and Child Care. Uh, it is fantastic. It is everything that every autistic uh, parent would want to know. Every, nourishing. The Nourishing Traditions. Traditions. Book of Baby and Child Care. Now, this is the second book. The first book was just called Nourishing Traditions. And okay. it's a recipe book combined with the history of health and you can just open a page at random and i can guarantee you every page is going to be interesting it's that good fantastic okay i've seen that that looks great clive that's brilliant okay super well we'll leave it there for the day i'll let you get back to the book i've got to go and attend to my dachshund and get back to doing some work as well um we will be back next tuesday as always is there anything you'd like to touch on next week i think we'd i'd like to do maybe um i'd like to talk more about foraging and recipes cooking and um you know if we do have a have a bit of a collapse and people do find they're going to go short of food um what, where should they go looking for certain things and uh, what's the best things to have stocked up in the cupboard we could certainly talk about those things and something for maybe another one would be if your listeners had questions yes send them in and uh, then we could address a few questions absolutely thank you so for the secret health club and for clive's product and his website and all things goodness that come from clive uh it's clivedecarl.com i'm going to be back uh tomorrow i've got gonna hopefully be speaking to my dear dear friend of nearly 30 years now uh the dj slipmat superstar dj um still at the top of his game he's played at coachella he's played at glastonbury he's played everywhere and uh he's woken up and he is absolutely livid with uh what boris has done to the club scene and the leisure uh the leisure business over here in the uk and um, I don't know, just final thoughts that um, from you, Clive. Boris coming out saying yesterday that um, as from September, if you want to go to clubs, they're making it mandatory to be double jabbed. I don't know if you've got any thoughts on that, Clive. Uh, yes, and uh, the words would not be appropriate to a child-friendly show, uh, but um, this is uh, totally beyond acceptable. And it's time that people at this point uh, refuse to be controlled in, in this way. It's illegal, immoral, uh, and it could not be more wrong. It's an example of uh, a line which I don't believe people will want to cross. Exactly. So that's it for today for the website, lucollins.uk. And um, Clive and I will be back next week. And as I say, I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, guys. I have finally found a place to live Just like I never could before And I know I don't have
Thank you.